Hey, welcome back. I'm Michael, the host of Depaganizing the Gospels. In this episode, I will continue discussing the testimony of Matthew. Chapter 5 is one of my favorites. And I once heard this passage called the Beatitudes. I'm not going to read this chapter like I did the others in the first three episodes. Instead, I'm going to pick out specific passages or verses and explain the purpose of omitting or correcting them to depaganize the testimony. I will be pointing out the evidence that proves the New Testament was editorialized to be a paganized fraud by heretics who are known as the Roman Catholics. And they are also identified as the Antichrist for the crimes of paganizing the testimonies and misleading humanity to blaspheme God with their fraudulent theology. The first note I will discuss is about verse 15. This is not a correction or omission, but it has an important point that needs to be clarified. The verse says, In the same way, let your light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. Now, Jesus regarded God as the Father to all of mankind, and the pagans who editorialized the text of the original testimonies attempted throughout all of the New Testament to insinuate that Jesus claimed he was the Son of God by calling the Almighty Creator Father. As our Creator, God is our Father, and Jesus rightly called God the Father, as we all should do the same. Just Jesus saying Father when he talked about God doesn't mean that he was the Son of God. No, that's idiotic. We all can call God Father. The next note is about verse 22. Again, anyone who says to his brother contemptuous words is answerable to the Sanhedrin, but anyone who says you fool will be in danger of the fire of hell. Although Jesus admonished against anger and the prohibition of calling anyone a fool comes from Jesus in this passage, it will be shown that Jesus was a man prone to sin for becoming angry in the temple when he found it being used as a marketplace. It will also be found in the paganized testimonies that Jesus calls the Pharisees fools. Matthew 23:17. He just said right here, don't call anyone a fool, and yet he goes and calls them fools in Matthew chapter 23, verse 17. That's paganism. To show Jesus contradicting himself like that, that's paganization of the testimony. These are evidences that pagans were unaware of the hypocrisy they were insinuating about Jesus. And noting these facts here further proves that the paganized gospels are blasphemously errant throughout. The next note is about an omission of verse 25. What has been omitted said, Settle matters quickly with your adversary who is taking you to court. Do it while you are still with him on the way, or he may hand you over to the judge, and the judge may hand you over to the officer, and you may be thrown into prison. That has been omitted. Attributed Roman law practices occurring in later centuries to the words of Jesus who would not have taught Roman or pagan law practices is evidence of fraud. These injections of paganization occur throughout the text that pagans altered in the early centuries of the Christian church, which was governed by the pagan Roman Empire for the first 400 years of its existence. These omitted passages were proof of corruption and fraud that cursed the New Testament until its depaganization in this edition. 
The message of Jesus Christ to the Jewish people was not about how to manage their legal affairs as citizens of Rome. Instead, Jesus taught repentance and acceptance of the Holy Spirit for everlasting life in the kingdom of God. Anything different from this ideology is clearly evidence of pagan editorialization. The last item up for discussion on the depaganizing of chapter 5 in Matthew's testimony is a note about verse 32. Verse 32 says, But I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife except for marital unfaithfulness causes her to become an adulteress, and anyone who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Now, Jesus was not establishing a change to the laws of Moses, but he was pointing out the hypocrisy of those laws. It has become modern law that marital unfaithfulness is one reason for legal divorce. Any wife who does not submit to her husband is maritally unfaithful, which includes arguing, bickering, disrespectfulness, lying, cheating, stealing, and any other number of unfaithful acts. By standards of marriage in the time of Jesus, marital unfaithfulness goes beyond adultery. Any type of disobedience to the husband is unfaithfulness in the marriage. There are a few other changes and notes not mentioned in this discussion for chapter 5, but the biggest ones have been discussed. The next chapter to talk about is chapter 6. I only have a couple of notes for this chapter. Verse 7. Verse 7 says, And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Now, the matter of not babbling like pagans becomes evidence against the Catholic doctrine of attritional prayers for the forgiveness of sin. Jesus clearly taught here that prayer was not for the purpose of repeating a rosary of prayers that were meaningless. Verse 12. Forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Now, the mentioning of forgiving debts is a reference to the Jubilee year, which Jews have not observed since the time of Christ. One of the odd fragments found among the Dead Sea Scrolls makes mention of this concept of a Jubilee year. While scholars have stated that none of the Qumran Crave Scrolls reference any text of the New Testament, it is important to note that Jesus was a Jew, and he was speaking about the Jubilee year because some historians claim that Jesus conducted his ministry during a Jubilee year. A Jubilee year is a year when people are expected to forgive the debts of others after the Yom Kippur celebration, but Jews have never observed this practice. I only have one note regarding an omission of paganization in chapter 17, so let's take a look at that. Verse 22, Many will say to God on that day, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and perform many miracles. Then our Father will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. Now, that is the depaganized version of the text. This is what the paganized version says. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. The point of view in this parable has been intentionally altered by pagans to insinuate that Jesus was telling his disciples that he was God. It is a pagan and heretical concept to claim that a man on earth was God or son of God. The pronouns have been changed to reflect the depaganization. The repetition of the word Lord also had the purpose of insinuating that Jesus exalted himself. Capitalization at the beginning of the sentence did not accomplish this insinuation, so the pagan editors duplicated the word 
to capitalize it for the purpose of showing that Jesus was saying that he was God. It is a subtle, psycholinguistic manipulation that was a hidden curse in the text. I want to remind the audience that the depaganized testimonies will be available for free as a download from the Polyette Lotion Publishing website when it goes live. For now, that is all the time that we have today for this episode. So, as always, thank you for listening. I am Michael.